Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Happy New Year, Andrew. I think it still is a happy New Year. How long do we get to say that? At least a couple more days. I mean, if I hadn't seen you over the last two days when I saw you, I'd say Happy New Year. But we did say that to each other yesterday, so I don't know how long we get to do that. You know, and and now you got this awkward period of time where you got to double check yourself every time you write a check. Yes, no kidding. Well, what did I date? Yes. I mentioned something to my daughter. She's a she's a senior in high school about, you know, checking accounts the other day. And I said, yeah, you'll, you'll have an account. You'll get a check card. You'll get some checks. And she said, what would I write a check for? And I was like, and you get online banking. And she's like, yeah, now I'll use that. Yeah. Online banking, I'll use that. Yeah. But, I you still know, write with, checks every once in a while. I do too. And I, Maybe it's because I'm old. What would train me to understand it's a new year if I'm not writing a check every now and then? No kidding. But be that as it may, these are the deep things we ponder at text uh, talk. between uh, recordings at Text Talk. <laughs> yeah. Psalm 71. Yeah, we're looking at Psalm 71 today. You know what? I think this is all a beautiful, beautiful introduction to the idea of we're reading a psalm about a fellow who's definitely advanced in age. Yes. And we're dating ourselves when we talk about checkbooks. We are. Yeah. <laughs> psalm 71 from the New King James Version. In you, O Lord, I put my trust. Let me never be put to shame. Deliver me in your righteousness and cause me to escape. Incline your ear to me and save me. Be my strong refuge, to which I may resort continually. You have given the commandment to save me, for you are my rock and my fortress. Deliver me, O my God, out of the hand of the wicked, out of the hand of the unrighteous and cruel man, for you are my hope, O God. You are my trust from my youth. By you I have been upheld from birth. You are he who took me out of my mother's womb. My praise shall be continually of you. I have become as a wonder to many, but you are my strong refuge. Let my mouth be filled with your praise and with your glory all the day. Do not cast me off in the time of old age. Do not forsake me when my strength fails, for my enemies speak against me, and those who lie in wait for my life take counsel together saying, God has forsaken him. Pursue and take him, for there is none to deliver him. O God, do not be far from me. O my God, make haste to help me. Let them be confounded and consumed who are adversaries of my life. Let them be covered with reproach and dishonor who seek my hurt. But I will hope continually and will praise you yet more and more. My mouth shall tell of your righteousness and your salvation all the day. For I do not know their limits. I will go in the strength of the Lord God. I will make mention of your righteousness, of yours only. O God, you have taught me from my youth. And to this day I declare your wondrous works. Now also, when I am old and gray-headed, O God, do not forsake me, until I declare your strength to this generation, your power to everyone who is to come. Also, your righteousness, O God, is very high. You who have done great things, O God, who is like you? You who have shown me great and severe troubles shall revive me again and bring me up again from the depths of the earth. You shall increase my greatness and and comfort me on every side. Also, with the lute, I will praise you and your faithfulness, O my God. To you I will sing with the harp, O Holy One of Israel. 
My lips shall greatly rejoice when I sing to you, and my soul which you have redeemed. My tongue also shall talk of your righteousness all the day long, for they are confounded, for they are brought to shame who seek my hurt. As we pointed out yesterday, we've got an aged psalm writer. Mm -hmm. Here is someone who is looking back over his life, and something has happened as he's coming to the end, as as his body is declining, as he's becoming weaker. He he's being attacked mm-hmm. in in some way. Yeah. We don't, we don't have a heading on this psalm. It's not attributed to anyone. Just a couple of notes about that. The only other time that happens in Book Two of the Psalms is Psalm Forty Three. That, that, that there's no heading. That there's no heading. Okay. Okay. There's no ancient heading. The only time that happens elsewhere in Book Two is back in Psalm forty-three. So mm-hmm. you've got uh, from forty-two to seventy-two is Book Two of the Psalms, mm-hmm. and I know forty-two and forty-three were season two a year and a half ago, two and a half years ago, and so probably don't remember. But that's that's where we have two Psalms that clearly go together. That's the one where back in in Psalm forty-three it looks like it's like the third stanza of Psalm 42. That's the one yeah. where it's like, why are you cast down, O my soul? And it's mm-hmm. got that repeated refrain. So there are plenty who point out that when when the only other time that happens in this book, it's because the two Psalms go together. Some would say it's probably that Psalm 71 and Psalm 70 go together. Well, and I, you have to admit, when you look at Psalm 70 in verse 4, or verses 2 and 3, it, it sure uh, sounds an awful lot like like what we're talking about here, you know, that Psalm 70 verse two, let them be ashamed and confounded who seek my life. Let them be turned back and confused who desire my hurt. Let them be turned back because of their shame who say, aha, aha. And we talked about that last week with the ridicule. We were talking some about shame yesterday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it continues in here. I think you have the added layer in Psalm uh, 71 by thinking about, and this is an aged man. This yeah. is all happening to an aged man. And especially when we remember that Psalm 70 is completely taken from an earlier psalm. Yeah. You know, that, that yeah. recognition, what was it, Psalm 40, I think, or Psalm 41 is where it came from. But in, anyway, the, the whole point there is that as we look through Psalm 71, there's a lot of things that are coming from other psalms. Yes. It, it's not surprising. It's not beyond the pale to see that these two are supposed to gather, mm-hmm. go together. So maybe we are supposed to see it as David. In any event, even if there is no heading and we don't think of it that way, to me, it makes a lot of sense that we are supposed to picture this as from David. Mm-hmm. First of all, there are several Davidic Psalms that are quoted. We refer back to Psalm 31 in the first three verses, and even in those first three verses, it refers back to Psalm 18, where there's the big Psalm, Psalm 18, you're my rock, you're my fortress, you're my refuge. I mean, Psalm 18 is all about that. All that refuge language. And here's what's amazing. If you go back to Psalm 18, there is a heading there that places that one at the beginning of David's reign, Mm. uh, when when he's victorious over Saul. So even even before he's king, while he's a young man. Mm -hmm. And now we come to Psalm 71 that pictures him as an old man. It makes perfect sense to me to see this, if it wasn't written in this time, that that we can picture it in that time that we find in 1 Kings chapter 1, where yet again, not Absalom's rebellion, but a rebellion that we often overlook, right at the end of David's life, Adonijah tries to start a rebellion right. and tries to take the throne, even though it's known that Solomon is supposed, to be, king, supposed to be king, Adonijah is trying to take it. And even some of David's officers try to throw their support behind right. Adonijah. 
And so it, it makes a lot of sense to me to find this psalm written during that context, or 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 at least for us to picture it in that context. If I could circle back to the refuge thing, you you were telling me something. I can't remember if we were recording it or not. But we've been having some great conversations here. Sometimes we turn microphones on. Um, but the uh, the the point out of verse three about kind of the uh, the continually. Tense, of the refuge. Yeah, the continuum. And there's the contrast, right? Because back in Psalm 18, he's calling him the refuge. Yeah. But now in in Psalm 71 and verse 3, he has continued in throughout. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's tremendous. To oh, me. yeah. And so now we've got this picture. Oh, and by the way, one other reason why I think it's it's great, at least as the Psalms present it as this picture of David, is because our next Psalm, Psalm 72, the last one in book two, is yeah. attributed to Solomon. Ah. So here's this really beautiful picture. As I go back and look at David's history, I can look at Psalm 18, Psalm 31, see the beginning of David's reign, of, yeah. his, of his time in serving to the Lord. Uh, and then I come to Psalm 71, and I see him at the end. He's old. He's weak. He's, he's struggling. He's being attacked. There's another rebellion against him and his kingdom. <clears throat> and then in the next Psalm, I've got the picture of now Solomon is reigning. And so yeah. the, the Psalms, as we walk through them, kind of picture that story. So that makes a lot of sense to me. But here, here's what I find really important in this, is that, okay, I go back to 1 Kings, I see David, he's aged, he's he's fought for the Lord, yeah, he's struggled, he's sinned, and yet, boy, you know, now that he's at this age, wouldn't it be time for, for the enemy to just let him alone? Wouldn't it be time for him to just be able to retire and relax and, yeah. and not have to face these attacks anymore? This psalm sure sounds like he does not get to retire. No. He does not. He <laughs> does not. He's still worried about shame and the uh, the the victory of his adversaries and enemies, whoever they may be, even yeah. at this late stage of life. One of the things I see here is that, okay, look, I get it in our modern day, maybe when it comes to having a job and, and earning money, fine, okay, retirement. But when it comes to our service for the Lord, there's no retirement. In fact, as we get older and and our bodies weaken, yeah. maybe even our minds and our, our, our wits weaken. What must not weaken is our faith. Yeah. Our faith must strengthen because our enemy is going to continue to attack. So I'm, I, I see uh, David in here as a tremendous picture, obviously, of someone who's had a long obedience and a long faithfulness to God, and he can't stop at the end. Mm-hmm. But it also makes me think of like a Daniel, okay, in Daniel chapter 6. Oh. We get oh, yeah. to follow him his life and by the time he's cast into the lion's den for his faithfulness and continuing in prayer he's probably in his 80s probably yeah he absolutely. is not a little boy at all just getting cast into a cave yeah would have terrible repercussions on an elderly man yeah right yeah even and without the lion just being thrown the lions, in there throw, a, throw an old man down a hole yeah right and and <laughs> if i got thrown down a hole i'd never walk again <laughs> yeah <laughs> don't don't laugh at me. Well, I, I <laughs> well, let me just say this: that that for Daniel, there was no retirement. Yeah. for him, some of his greatest test of his faith actually came in advanced age. Yeah, yeah. when you think he had won the day and now could get a little sunset, or Jeremiah. Hey, think about Jeremiah and his his work as a prophet. Some folks, because this has no heading, I attribute it to Jeremiah. Think that maybe he is the one that's writing this. Uh, probably, I, now that I think about it, probably even some attribute it to Daniel with just the picture that you've presented. 
uh, there's would, a lot of discussion about that. So what those two fellows would have in common then is the idea of being cast into a pit. Yes. That yeah. happened to those guys. Yeah. And we've got the pit language here yeah. as well. Yeah. So so we've got this. Again, the, the, point being, the point being that there's no retirement from service to the Lord. But Edwin, I live in Florida. <laughs> yes. And your enemy, your enemy will use that. I get it. You're not a king. Mm-hmm. There's not anybody who's trying to take over your throne. And yet... Here we are on the cross of Jesus Christ, and when we're old, we have an enemy who would pull us down from that, who would take us away and would turn our hearts and minds from God, from Jesus, from his Holy Spirit, and our enemy does not care how old we are. Our enemy does not care how infirm we are. In fact, I think our enemy would look at that as, all right, this is the time to go after him. Well, and to that, I think about in the early days of the church and in the early second century, the martyrdom of Polycarp. Oh, man, yeah. And here is a fellow who is given five opportunities, really, to recant the faith and to save his life. Yeah. And and But he is in his 80s. Mm-hmm. And and he had never uh, stopped serving God. He would not. He would not recant here in this late day. What is it? Didn't he say something like, "For eighty years I've served him, and he's never failed he's me. Never failed. Why me. would I turn my back on him now? Yes. Light the yes. fire. I don't know why you keep. I don't know why you keep trying to get yeah. me to turn away from. Him. Just go ahead and light the fire. Do I'm not going to do, do. It. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. And and again, you look at and part of the, I think the uh, shock of all that episode is the fact that he's in his eighties. Yeah. Surely he'll die of old age, but the enemy's not done. He'll have one more test, and he suffers a horrible martyrdom. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So no retirement for old men or old women. You know, if we're in Christ, we got to keep the battle armor on. That's right. And uh, you know what? Uh, we're out of time. I, I, I'd like to later maybe even talk about some of the responsibility we still have, not just about self-defense, but we'll get to that later in the week. So how about we go ahead and wrap up today? I'm going to lead us in a prayer as we close out, Lord God. Oh, we joke and we laugh about old age and when it begins and how old we are. And there's, it's always relative. There are folks who are older than us that uh, think we're silly to think we're old, but there are folks who are younger than us that, that look at us as ancient. And uh, so it, we, we realize that's relative. And yet at what we need is strength. We need strength when we're young from you. We need strength when we're in our middle age from you. We're going to need strength when we're aged from you. And what I'm most impressed with is that not only did you not forsake, whether it's David or whoever this author is in their old age, that whoever this is did not forsake their faith in you. And I pray that for us, that we will hold on to you. We give you our allegiance and we are so thankful that you save us. It's through your son, Jesus, our King, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song, You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.